Welcome to the Trouble with the Snap podcast, a special Saturday edition. And um, I'm Tyler Hayward. With me is Jeremy File. We'll see if he gets an opportunity to talk. Uh, typically, we wait until after the weekend. We wait until after the weekend to uh, analyze the game, break it down, let cooler heads prevail, so to speak. That's not freaking happening today. I'm furious. And I have every right to be. And you can hit me with all of the built-in freaking excuses that Mel Tucker had coming into this season. Oh, well, you know, it's not like Greg Schiano. Greg Schiano got there in December. You know, Mel Tucker couldn't freaking get there until February because D'Antonio screwed him over. Oh, well, these are all technically D'Antonio's recruits. Oh, blah, 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 blah. We lost to Rutgers. Rutgers. Michigan State hasn't lost to Rutgers in a revenue sport since they joined the Big Ten. They were the only school to do that until today. And I don't give a crap if these are D'Antonio's recruits. I don't. I don't, I don't care. You want to know why? Because Antonio never recruited great anyways. He, he started to push the envelope a little bit when he brought in Curtis Blackwell, and you saw that was, that, that was destruction from the inside. This is a, this was an absolute joke. Greg Schiano, I thought, would out coach Mel Tucker, but like me and Jeremy said, Michigan State's got more talent than Rutgers. They have more talent than them. That's not a lie. That's not making something up. That's not me trying to make myself feel better about the garbage that I watched a couple hours ago. Well, there's no question, Tyler. I mean, I, I, I feel your no. pain. I... I uh, look, the first thing that you got to say, like, okay, you want to be calm because it's Mel Tucker's first game, but you can't be calm when lack of fundamentals take place, poor uh, play calls in certain situations like the fourth down call in the third quarter, which was just incredible to me. Um, and, and, the, and the no talent deal is, is an absolute sorry excuse. You're right. I mean, they have plenty of talent. You know, Naylor uh, at receiver looked fantastic at times. So did uh, Jaden Reed. He just fumbled a lot, obviously. They both fumbled. But, you know, they've got a lot of speed. They've got talent. I thought Lombardi at times looked good, made you know mm-hmm. other poor decisions. Defensively, they have enough speed. Trey Person's still playing. I don't know why, though. they got to move guys around. They're giving guys chances. He, you know, he did get beat, but he looked okay. You know, but it's the same old crap, right? I mean, he gets beat again. You know, it's like over and over, and it just can't happen. And and after a while, you got to make certain changes. And and here's the deal. I've seen this. We talked a lot before we're doing the show. I've seen this in Michigan. You, you know, look, Mel Tucker is in a tough spot because you're following a guy who won a lot of games. And what people don't want to hear and what they shouldn't do as fans is don't make excuses. Because that's not what this – you don't have time to make excuses in this league, Tyler. I mean, I made a point to you earlier, right? So one thing I'll say, this is Brady Hogue. This is Rich Rod. It could be that way if it continues to go this way. You don't, you don't have time for excuses because Brady Hogue had it made because it was a weak schedule and Ohio State stunk because they had the trestle turnover thing. When Fickle had a group of misfits and they had the allegations going on and the tattoo thing going on. That's why Brady Hoke was good that year, because we found out how bad he really stunk. There's no time for excuses in this conference, Tyler. You know that, and none of no real Spartan fans like yourself don't want to hear it, because you got to play Michigan next week. So, you know, 
and look how good Penn State's going to be. Look how good Minnesota. I guarantee you Minnesota's going to come out tonight. They're going to rip Jim Harbaugh a new one because they're good. And this is the conference we're in now. Yeah. And look, here's the thing. I don't, I don't want to hear the talent thing either. You want to know why? Because Mel Tucker doesn't know how to use it. I'll say that right now. He sat there and said everybody came in. Excuse me. He said everybody's going to come in with a clean slate. And to an extent, I get that. But at the same time, you need to know what's on your team. You need to know Julian Barnett's our best athlete. We should probably have him do something other than being a gunner on special teams. You need to know Elijah Collins didn't play a game and a half last year, took Connor Hayward's freaking job, and still almost ran for 1,000 yards. And you come out and you start Connor Hayward, who entered the transfer portal and was going to quit. That's a terrible move. And then, I mean, you know, I, I, incredible and, uh, to me. Yeah, and then you all, I mean, the defense ultimately looked how I, I expected it to as far as who was playing where outside of Julian Barnett. Why wasn't on the other corner opposite of Shakir Brown, who, by the way, other than what I thought was a bogus pass interference call because that ball was not catchable, I thought Shakir Brown played a fantastic game, and I think he's going to live up to the hype that I've been beating my chest about how good he's going to be. I think Shakir I Brown looked really good. Then, yeah. on the offensive line, you run <laughs> you run Kevin Jarvis at right tackle. At right tackle, he was a left guard last – or excuse me. He's naturally a right guard. That's where D'Antonio's had him play his entire career. He got switched over to left tackle, looked like absolute crap in the first game, but then started solidifying himself there. And instead of even leaving him at left tackle and sliding our curry over to the right side, if you wanted Jarvis to play on the edge that bad, you throw him over to the right side and you make him learn a new position. You can't do that. a lot. You know, I'm going to say this. Here's the three things I noticed from the game that are mind-blowing, even though this is his first game. Number one, <laughs> the way they ran with Elijah Collins, I mean, what are they thinking? I mean, this guy is your best offensive player. He just is. He's your best offensive player. Not many schools. I mean, unless this guy did something, you know, with, you know, off the field that we don't know about or there was a discipline thing. I mean, look, maybe something will come out. I can't think of anything. You know, maybe he's a little banged up. We got hurt in practice. We don't know about it. He could barely go. I mean, we don't know, but something's there. There's got to be, because unless these coaches are just boneheaded. Number two, I felt like, Tyler, as much as they played terrible with the turnovers, they had a couple opportunities because of Rutgers turning it over, and they did not call the right stuff. You know, you know, most teams, when they get a turnover, they do what? They try to punch it in right away, or they – they try to, you know, they you know, take that shot. Play. Yeah, they didn't do it. And it was just maybe they're not trusting the quarterback yet. But I feel like these receivers are fantastic as a group. Todd. I really do. I like Reed. I like Naylor. Mosley, you know how high I've been on him. I think they've got, you know, look, uh, I think the tight end got hurt today, right? That you like. I think yeah. he got banged up. G- Gillison got banged um, up, but Dotson I- came in and he looked good. He played great. I mean, look, the offensive line was atrocious at times. Uh, and, and that's the last thing I'm going to say is I'm not going to put this on the defense. They gave up a couple plays that were a little, you know, they shouldn't have. But this was all on turnovers and offense. That offensive line still has to figure it out. And, and you know, you just can't win games, 
you know, in this conference, if your offensive line just gives up sacks to Rutgers, I mean, you just can't. And look, I think they got great talent in the skilled position. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason to press the panic button. But my gosh, you better figure it out quick because Spartan fans are not the same old Spartan fans of the past, which rightfully so because you guys have won a lot. And, and I am just like at this point where I'm reading stuff like you are, Tyler, going, are, the, are people this ridiculous? Like, come on. This guy has talent. This guy has to win. I mean, he has to – what I say, Tyler, I thought they were going to surprise people this year. Mm-hmm. You know, I thought they were going to win by three touchdowns this game easily. I mean, this isn't just like us thinking off the wall. Michigan State's a much more talented team than Rutgers, period. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, to go back, like, you know, I talked about Kevin Jarvis being on the right side, and he was absolutely atrocious today. Um, look, you, you, yeah. with mm-hmm. the combination of that, <laughs> the combination of that and some of the other changes to the offensive line, I wasn't really a fan of because Kevin Jarvis should have been playing right tackle. He probably should have been playing uh, Spencer Brown on the right side. Or Kevin Jarvis should have been playing right guard. Probably should have played Spencer Brown at right tackle or Luke Campbell. um, Either one of those guys. J.D. Duplain should have been the left guard. Then Kevin Jarvis should have been in the right guard. And maybe that would have opened up those middle rushes that Michigan State, for whatever reason, couldn't run run up. And that's because you had two of the three guys. And no disrespect yeah. to Buter and Matt Carrick, they're good backups. That's where it ends. And you had you you had two two of the three guys in the middle shouldn't have been freaking starting there. And that's where they ran the ball with Collins. Right. And the only time they give Hayward the freaking opportunity is to run him to the outside, but. He looks more like Iron Foot than Iron Head. Dude can't run. He's not fast. <laughs> play Jordan Simmons. If you run that play with Jordan Simmons, you run those stretch plays that Hayward got to the outside on. If you run that with Jordan Simmons, up AJR Carey's butt. Like or if you it. run that with Elijah Collins up AJR Carey's butt, that's a 15 yard plus play. You probably, you might even get a touchdown out of one of them. It's not like knowing Simmons how to use your players. Right. I, I like Simmons, and I can kind of see, like, maybe Simmons has outplayed the Collins. Or I think there's something going on with Collins, though, so I think that we'll see a shift and we'll get back to normalcy soon. The, the thing that's troubling is this. And, Tyler, we've talked about this in a lot of shows in the past. College sports is a lot of momentum. We How many times have we said that word? We talk about Michigan State, Michigan football or basketball. Momentum swung, and then all hell broke loose. Mel Tucker didn't earn his stripes today, boys. Mel Tucker had a situation where they just played god-awful in the first half. And I almost felt bad for listening to the radio a little bit while I was watching because George Blaha looked really, really, you know, he sounded tired. <laughs> he didn't sound very happy. Let me just say this. They had an opportunity. It's 28-20. to 20. And look, this was the end of it for them. This was the beginning of the downfall of the game. You know where I'm yep. going. It's fourth down. They're, they have an easy field goal. You know, the kicker's been great. You know, he looks better. Yeah, he did. That's the one, he, po- that's the one positive that. you can take out of this Mel Tucker thing is Coughlin somehow added 15 yards to his kicking power. You know, you are down 28-13. You come out in the second half. They played really well at the beginning of the second half. They did some great things. They come down and score. Uh, you know, 
uh, an easy score. Michigan State's offensive scores. You want to talk about how they were that much more talented? Look at their touchdown. How easy they were. They're just faster. They were they were better in space. Michigan State has an opportunity with momentum swinging their way to kick a field goal. Kick the field goal, Mel Tucker. You're down eight. It's only the third quarter with about five or six minutes left. You're down now less than a score. The momentum's swinging your way. What does he do? What does that staff do? They run a ridiculous run play that everybody knew they would run. Oh, and they get where, where'd they run? You could where'd see they run that, that again? Event. Oh, right up the middle. <laughs> yeah. Right up the middle. And it was like, what are we talking with? Is this Brady Hoke coaching? And the last thing I want to say about that point, did you see that sideline in Rutgers? You could tell. You could tell how fired up. Because Shiano's been around. He knew that's a big stop for us. We're playing terrible. We needed that stop. We, we're looking bad. And what happened? The game changed. They went down the field. They kicked the field goal. And what did we say? Well, geez, you know, even if they did kick the field goal, at least we'd still only be down yeah, eight. At least it'd still but be no, one they're down 11 yep. now. And there, and you posted it. You posted it. You mm-hmm. called it. You said, "Boy, it'd be sure nice to be in a one possession game." Yeah, it absolutely would have been. And that Michigan State was gaining the momentum, even if Rutgers comes down and they do kick that freaking field goal. You know, because they did march down the field, so the defense wasn't exactly stout. You know, because it was a yeah. closer attempt on that fourth down uh, conversion that absolutely bombed. Um, even if Rutgers comes down, they kick the field goal. Hey, you know, it's a one possession game. You still got a little bit of momentum. You've been looking good in the second half so far. And now all of a sudden you're back down by two and you're, you know, forced into different situations. Yeah. And that that's where the problem is. Mel Tucker treated it like a freaking video game. He treated it like he had power he up the middle. He's, you know, fourth and one. Oh, I'm going for it. We should be able to push him back. You can't push them back when you have the wrong when you have the right. wrong guys playing, or the wrong guys in the wrong spot at the wrong time, the wrong play call at the wrong with the wrong player. Yeah. I mean, Oops. you know, where do we begin? Oh, and end stretch with? play to the sl- with the slowest player. That's not how that's supposed to work. You want to know something? <laughs> that's the same freaking issue that I had with Dave Warner. That's a yeah. S- it looked like Dave Warner with Brady Hope. Yes. This looked like Brady Hoke and Dave Warner like converged bodies and you know in minds and said we're gonna play bad today and we're gonna coach it bad and we're gonna and, clap and, you know, when it, things it just go bad. Terrible. And you, you're yeah yeah when things are going bad you're clap. sitting there and I just like as Mel Tucker's clapping I just see this gut develop on on him like and, <laughs> yeah. you know his black shirt kind of changes over to like a yellow shirt with. His little, uh, his uh, little uh, Michael J. Fox Back to the Future Life Preserver, you know, kind of turns blue. Like yeah. th- that's what I was seeing happen with uh, Mel Tucker. And, and you know what the funny thing is? is yeah, I, 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 I almost said this. Brady Hoke right there. Yeah, I want to say this. This is what I'm getting tired of because you know the Michigan State fan base and Michigan drive us crazy. This is what we need to start realizing as both fan bases. I'm tired of the mediocre crap, man. Every single time we deal with this. Look, I think Michigan's went through enough this year, wouldn't you say, Tyler? I think we were – you know, I was excited about the game because I felt like – you know how I get about basketball. I like when Michigan and Michigan State are good. We need that. We need competitiveness. We need two good teams. And But, you know, we really need it right now in 2020. I thought Michigan State was going to go out there and fly around. They didn't. But that's not the point. Here's the thing. Wisconsin loses their starting quarterback. 
everyone's freaking out. The guy they bring in is better. He's better than Cone. I mean, he played, Tyler, they were on Big Ten. You probably watched it with Big mm-hmm. Ten Network, and Urban Meyer broke him down. He was recruited by Ohio State. This is what everybody else is doing. Michigan, you know, we're like, oh, Joe Milton. It's like, how many years do we got to wait for a good quarterback? How many, I mean, Rocky Lombardi has been around. I thought Lombardi played okay. That's not the point of this. The point is, I'm tired of mediocre crap. And I guarantee you, I'm calling it, I hope I'm wrong, but I'm calling it, you're going to see mediocre crap tonight for Michigan. You're going to see BS. You're going to see Don Brown not knowing what to do. They're going to come out flat. And I guarantee you there will be 21 or 24 points put up in the first half by Minnesota. I guarantee it. I'm calling it now. I wouldn't be surprised if Minnesota only scored a touchdown in the second half. And we lose by four or seven. You know, it's just the same old crap. In Michigan State, not catching the ball, fumbling the ball is the same old crap we've seen. When is this average crap going to go away? I'm tired of it. Well, here's the thing is, you know, you look at – you talked about uh, Don Brown. And Hazleton today uh, was running very similar stuff defensively. And that's the part that Mm -hmm. really – really got to me, and that's part of the reason why I've been, again, I think Shakir Brown was amazing today. thought it was absolutely incredible. And the fact that he's in man-to-man the entire game was awesome. You have Chris Jackson playing yep. man-to-man the entire game. Chris Jackson hasn't played a down of football at, at cornerback at Michigan State, to the best of my knowledge. He may have played a very little bit last year. He, he, he was hyped up, and yeah. I think he has potential to be good. Julian Barnett's the best athlete on the team. Play him over Jackson. If you're going to run man, if you you're going to run man, right. it's not like he needs to know stuff. Just sit there, look across the line of scrimmage, see somebody wearing all white, and be like, he's not going anywhere. That's all you got to do if you're playing man. So why what? is Barnett not playing? If, if he's having play. issues. Why didn't I, I don't play? know. If you're, he, he was playing gunner, so it's not like he was in the doghouse or anything because he was on the field. But that's the thing. If you're sitting there and you're playing man-to-man, why don't you play your best athlete? Why are you I, – I understand if it's something where he needs to understand zone concepts because he was playing wide receiver last year. He was playing on the offensive side of the ball. So I get, I get it in that situation. But – and if you want to yeah. play 50% of the time, fine. But if you're playing man-to-man that much, play your best athlete. That doesn't make any sense to me. Trey Person, I thought, looked okay. I'm I'm going to apologize for the 80 billion times you dogged him over the summer. You know, Xavier Henderson was all right. Antoine Simmons yeah. was great. Noah Harvey, he's still slow, but he looked good today. Yeah. Jacob Pondashuk. Naquan Jones, the, you know, Jacob Pondershoek didn't play great, but we know what he's capable of. We know what he can be. And the fact that he's taking right. a step back, again, I think it speaks to coaching. I think that touchdown run, that very yeah. first touchdown run, everybody ended up moving out of position. I think that's coaching. Despite uh, some of the give-ups that Michigan State football had defensively last season, despite uh, – some of the big plays that they gave up last year, everybody stayed in their lane. 
And today, or today yeah, earlier on, it did not look like that. And the fact that you still have the same guys from remember, they're all D'Antonio's guys. The fact that you still have the same guys, but they right. all of a sudden don't know how to stay in the lane, that's on coaching. Yeah, no, it is. It's on coaching. And, and it, you made a great point about the talent. And the thing about the talent is, you know, Michigan State might be a little lesser than a few programs. We know that. I posted about that earlier where it, it's probably going to be hard to beat recruiting, you know, wise, beat Penn State, Michigan, and Ohio State. I and mean, you know where nobody's going to beat Ohio State. Penn State's the only one close. But the thing about it is when you have talented kids, you got to play all of them. I mean, that Michigan's even in the same boat where tonight, it, it drives me crazy when Urban Meyer talks for a lot of reasons. But when he says, when we seen Joe Milton, we just couldn't believe it. I mean, why can't our coaches believe it? <laughs> you know, like, if he was that talented and he's that big and he's got an arm, and why wasn't it developed three years ago? And, and that's what Michigan State does. You know, like Julian Barnett, great athlete. He's so good as an athlete, you can move him from one position to the next. Why isn't he doing anything out there? Why isn't he playing? Like, that's incredible to me. So Joe Milton gets to go out there today, and I think he's going to struggle because he's, you know, he's got to be sitting there thinking, like, why so long? Why did it take so long? I mean, I would be shocked for him to play in his first game that well. Now, what happens at Ohio State, Tyler? They bring in Justin Fields, right? What do they do? They start him day one. He's just a great, talented player. We're playing him. There's no sitting out and learning and, you know, we're going to figure this thing out. No, they're going to play him right away. You know, and, and those are the decisions you've got to make. And I think Michigan State's got a lot of decisions they need to make where we're going to have to play every single talented kid we have, and we're going to have to be exciting to watch. That was not exciting. That's going to hurt recruiting. I mean, mm-hmm. you know how fast it is now, Tyler. Especially you know how now. quick this thing goes, where it can go south so fast. Yeah, and it's just a too competitive of a conference. The last thing I'm going to say is Mel Tucker was 5-7 and seven with Colorado in a terrible conference. we got to remember that. You know, this guy's in the Big Ten now, where you're going against coaches who are really good. Greg Schiano is a fantastic football coach. They got good transfers. We haven't even talked about Rutgers. They got all these transfers. We didn't do our homework. I nope. can admit it. I didn't. And those guys played well. He put all of them on the field. They were at some point part of that game. They, mm-hmm. they kept talking about it, didn't they? All these transfers came in and made plays. Michigan State yeah. better figure it out. And Michigan better tonight because Minnesota yeah, that's play a, well. I that's another you. thing, too, is, you know, uh, you know, you listen to Matt Millen speak, and I know a lot of people don't really like that just because of what he did to our professional franchise. You, but you listen to him speak, and he kept talking about that one defensive tackle. You know, that's kind of lined up a little funky. That's kind of lined up uh, diagonally from the ball. And it's a, is there a reason that, for whatever reason, he played better in the second half? Did Mel Tucker not make adjustments in the first half? Mel Tucker didn't play the right players. He didn't get people in the right positions. He had his defense flying all over the place in the first uh, little bit. They all kind of – it kind of looked like uh, Malik McDowell's junior year at Michigan State where he was responsible solely for giving up a lot of big plays just because he would not stay in his lane. You know, Mel Tucker sat there and kept preaching complimentary football, complimentary football, meat and potatoes, basic stuff. You know what's basic stuff? Holding on to the football. I know it's basic stuff, staying in your lane. And none of that happened today. And for whatever reason, all these guys, they did a pretty good job holding on to football last year. All these guys, they did a pretty good job 
They did a pretty good job no, staying in their lanes last year. This is a coaching issue. No, it's not all negative. And so we're going to take just a couple seconds here to go over the positives. Jordan Simmons, freshman running back, looked great. Rocky Lombardi yep. looked improved. Fantastic. Jaden Reed looked good. Mm-hmm. Outside of his fumbles, he looked good. He was getting open. He was making plays. You know, but he is still a young player. Just needs to – I think he just needs to get going a little bit. Jalen Naylor, outside of the drop punt, which I don't think you should play your kick ret- – uh, you know, your best two receivers as a kick returner and a punt returner. Um, but they can play yeah, Julian Barnett. You're using him for anything great. else, and <laughs> it's so right. you have to like. So I mean, like I said, I was saying uh, Naylor looked good at receiver. Shakir Brown looked good. Linebackers looked great. You know, Naquan Jones looked good. Offensive line looked great when they ran it off AJR Curry. AJR Curry not a great pass protector today. Looked fantastic run blocking. But again, you either have you have three positions on that offensive line where either the wrong guy is playing or you got the wrong guy in the wrong position. Three positions out of the five on the offensive line. And then again, Matt Coughlin added about fifteen yards. <laughs> you know, that fifty four yarder, he barely missed that, but he had the leg on it. He barely had the leg on forty on forty three yarders yeah. last year. And so I mean, those were a few of the positives. You know, there are guys who look good. Matt Dotson looked good after his season-ending injury last year. But overall, this team still has the talent, and I don't want to hear anything. Well, these are D'Antonio's guys. He didn't recruit well. Well, D'Antonio did take a little bit of a step back in, in regards to recruiting, but he wasn't recruiting that well anyways. This is still the type of team – Pending Rocky's official, like actual development, where there's enough talent out there for them to compete. Would yeah. they win the Big Ten? No. Would they beat Michigan? Eh, probably not. But the talent is there. The, I'm not saying, like I said, it's not top of the world talent, it's mediocre talent. But you want to know who won with that mediocre talent? The guy sitting up in the bleachers next to Tom Izzo. That's the one with mediocre. Yeah. And he never lost to Rutgers, that's for sure. He, he didn't have many bad losses. He had a few, but not many. And this is a bad loss. I think the one positive, Tyler, for me, because I know the players, all you, all you said was absolutely right, but the one thing I think is the biggest positive is I think this could open up the eyes of Mel Tucker and the staff going, wow, we better get down and, and go to work or we're going to have a terrible season. And we don't need that right now. You know, we've, we practiced enough. We got to figure it out. We got to get the right players on the on the field. We got to get back to fundamentals. We got to catch the ball. Um, and hey, maybe this was just a fluke game. You know, yeah. you got to give kids confidence too. So it's not like you got to rip them a new one. You got to say, look, we're better than this. We know. Let's go out there and beat Michigan. We got a rival. I mean, this is his first year. I can't wait because this week's a big week. And Michigan State fans better realize, hey, guess what? You can be mad all you want, but guess who's coming? Yeah. You know, to play against you next week your main rival, and, and you can forget about Rutgers real quick if you beat Michigan, right? So that's the one positive for me. So, I mean, they better get yeah. moving on quick. This game's over. I wouldn't even watch the film. I mean, maybe I, watch the I, film a little the, bit, the but standard, the I would get right into Michigan. The standard group typically spends on film needs to be cut in half. 
they need to watch. This is what needs to happen. And Michigan State people understand this. This guy better really figure it out, like, right now, because we know what made Mark D'Antonio, and it was the Michigan game. This game is really important, so they better get it together. And, and he better be on talking about that game. You know what? I hope he talked about it in the locker room today because that's what makes this program tick. And, you know, and I, have a, I have doubts, though, Tyler. I have a lot of doubts. And, you know, but there's one way you can fix those doubts is if you beat your rival. But I have doubts that he's not on the same level um, as far as emotional as Mark was with this game. And he's going to have to say all the right things and do all the right things. Because if he doesn't, and they get killed again this week coming up. And doing all the right uh, things starts with playing all the right players. And, again, like – the de- I mean, the deep. we haven't really said anything about the defense. I mean, we've talked about the players and the individual play of, like, Shaq Brown and Nick Hornsby and yeah. Andy, Andy Harvey and stuff like that. But this deep, but the, the – Yeah, no, they, they, I think the, the defense played points great. It's a lot ways. of points. And obviously, like I said, they screwed up on that first touchdown drive. Well, you take away the first touchdown drive. Mm-hmm. Just take it away. Call that jitters. Call it whatever you want because it did look jittery. And then you, uh, then there's a pick six, and then Connor Hayward misses a block, misses his assignment by about five yards. That causes a. I, I think they gave it to Rocky as an interception. I thought I considered a fumble on the one yard line. Like. There's 21 yep. points right there. 21 of the 38. That's more than half. So I'm, so I'm taking. Yeah. Well, look what they did in the second half time. Besides the best pass, just I mean, they stopped them, and then you know it was a turnover. It was a turnover. They did. I mean, they turned they, right yeah. on the goal line the one yeah. time. You know, wasn't that them or, or was no, that Michigan? Michigan State was, was one who turned turnover. over. The when. When Rock, when Rocky yeah, popped it up, but, yeah, I mean, but that's I mean, the thing. The defense is not going to be as bad as they're going to take heat for just because people are going to look at the numbers, see that they gave up 38 points. The defense isn't that bad. The offense looked good if they could block. We lost Jeremy. We're just going to wrap. But, look, guys are still in the wrong position. And, uh, look, this is something that it's going to need to get fixed, and it's going to need to get fixed uh pretty quick because like Jeremy said it's Michigan next week and if Michigan comes off a close loss to Minnesota they're going to take it out on Michigan State and it's going to be it's going to look uglier than it did today but that does it for the trouble with the snap podcast for Jeremy File I'm Tyler Hayward hopefully we'll be in a better mood when we talk to you next week